0: do you ever get tired of saying the same shit over and over again to someone? I think that happens to all of us every now and again, but I have some stuff I say all the time that I don't get sick of saying because after I say these things, the coolest stuff happens. Today, I'm going to share the top five things I say to my clients all the time. Are you ready? Let's jump in. Welcome to the productivity shift podcast, the only podcast for women in charge who feel overwhelmed with all they have to do. Whether you own your own business or lead a team or take care of your family or all of the above, this is the podcast for you. Choose how to spend your time so you can make progress on what matters most to your life and business. I am your host, Elise Enriquez, a certified life coach, productivity dork, and the creator of the GIST program that helps you get your shit together. Are you ready? Let's dig in. Well, hey there, shifters. If you're listening to this episode on the day that it is released, then you actually still have time to sign up for the live, interactive, Ask Me Anything About Productivity Session that is happening on Wednesday, June 14th. So just head to eliseenriquez.com forward slash ask Elise to register or to learn more. And if you're listening to this after June 14th, then your next opportunity to get some productivity goodness from me in a live and interactive way is at the next What's Your Problem? session on June 28th. To get the full scoop on that, head to EliseEnriquez.com forward slash problem. Okay, now let's dig into what I really want to talk with you about today. I am sharing the top five things that I say all the time to my clients. After 14 years, has it been 14? I guess 14 plus years of coaching and mostly coaching women business owners there are just things i say all the time and actually i mean th- these are things i've said to women and men and their business owners and you know they've been employees at companies but you know what i'm saying these are the things that over the years i'm saying all the time so without further ado i'm going to start with actually i'll tell you what they all are first first one is get it out of your head second one is say more the third one is it's all an experiment The fourth one is start with what you've got. And number five, give yourself what you need. So let's go back up to the top. And let me say, get it out of your head. That is one of the things I say all the time, especially over the past seven years or so, as I've really narrowed my focus of my work to helping people with productivity. So this phrase of get it out of your head is something I say all the time and it's inspired by David Allen's David Allen's quote, your mind is meant for having ideas, not holding them. I might not have got that quote perfectly right, but that's the gist of it is, your mind is meant for having ideas, not holding them. And then the other way I think about it is like, your brain is the least reliable storage and reminding device out there. And if you are questioning that at all, <laughs> then one, I would like to note the your use of a calendar. Your use of a calendar proves how important things are uh, that you get out of your head and you put into a place that you can trust. Right, like your actual calendar, whether it's on your phone, whether it's a wall calendar. You know you can't count on your brain for some of these things. Uh, the other way to do this is a grocery list, right? You know that you're not going to remember that you need bread when you're at the grocery store. You're going to remember when you're driving home from the grocery store, which is why you might have hopefully a grocery list, right? So your brain is the least reliable storage and reminding device. So that's one reason why I'm a big fan of saying, get things out of your head, get it out of your head, get it out of your head, get it out of your head. (laughs) So the other reason is that you cannot prioritize things when they are in your head. You have to get things out in front of you so you can make conscious choices about what matters most how you're and how you're going to spend your time and your energy. Even if that's just out onto a piece of paper or a post-it, I don't care. But getting things out of your head and in front of you is really helpful. Some people will do this on paper. In my GIST community, we have actual apps and tools that we use for getting everything out of our heads and organized so that we can then prioritize how we're spending our time and our energy. When you don't do this, you're at risk of playing whack a mole all day long because you're just taking things as they come at you instead of making conscious choices about how you're going to spend your time. And when you're playing whack a mole all day long or just putting out whatever the most recent fire is, no matter how big or small, then you're not making progress on the stuff that you really care about. So, get it out of your head. If that means a daily brain dump, do that. I don't care what that means to you. If you don't have any kind of practice around this now, then that's a great start is just doing a daily brain dump into one notepad so that you can make choices about how you're going to spend your time. All right, moving on to number two, say more. This is such a coachy thing to say, say more. (laughs) But I love it because it is so open-ended. The best coaching questions or the best coaching prompts are very open-ended. So you know we're not asking yes or no questions as coaches. I mean, sometimes you do, but when you're in that discovery mode with somebody, you're not asking yes or no questions. And rather than saying why or what do you mean about something, I can just say, say more. And then I shut up, say more. And in that blank space and that emptiness, people start talking things through. And it's really funny because they will kind of start hesitantly and then they'll get on a roll, especially if, if we're in a new coaching relationship. Uh, the people who have been working with me for years just go for it, right? When I say, they say more, they just go for it. But they kind of get on a roll, and they really start thinking things through. And some even apologize for talking too much. They say, I'm rambling. And I always say, no, 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 this is perfect. This is exactly what I need you to do. I need to hear what you're thinking about. I need to hear what is on your mind. And for some people, well, for everybody, it's allowing them to think out loud. And for some of those people, this is the best way for them to do their thinking or processing processing out loud, thinking it through out loud might be their best mode for thinking and processing. And so to give them that is such a gift. And it gives me the ability to see the patterns and see the issues and see the things and the thoughts and the mindsets that are getting in their way of the progress they're trying to make. So say more is a very powerful thing. It's just two words, but it's a very powerful thing that I say to my clients. And it's something that you can say too when somebody's bringing up a question and an issue or a concern, don't just take it at face value. Say say more and see what they do. All right, moving on to number 3. Ready? It's all an experiment. It's all an experiment. Or I'll say, hey, let's just run an experiment. Or what experiment do you want to run? But it all gets down to it's all an experiment. Listen, things are way too stress- stressful to think about how to get everything right the first time, how to have everything be perfect. Things are way more fun and interesting, and you learn so much more when you can run conscious experiments, when you can choose to take this mindset of being a scientist running an experiment. And the most basic breakdown, I'm not going into full scientific method here that we learned in seventh grade, or whatever grade you learned that they you guys, they kids probably learn it way earlier now. But I learned it like I remember it in seventh grade. But anyway, the most basic breakdown is you're identifying the problem, the question, the challenge, the goal, whatever that might be. And then you're forming a hypothesis for how you might solve or overcome or achieve the problem, challenge, or goal. Then you try it out. You try the thing out like, hey, here's my hypothesis. I think that if I start scheduling regular team meetings, we are going to have fewer emails going back and forth. Maybe that's your hypothesis. All right, now you're going to try it out and see how it goes. You can even measure to see if your email counts are going down at all. From there, you'll make tweaks and maybe you're, you decide, okay, not only are we going to have weekly meetings, but I'm going to have a way for people to submit agenda items ahead of time, and really get people in the mindset of what can wait till the weekly meeting so that we don't have to, ha- so we don't have to have emails going back and forth, right? And so then you're gonna try that experiment for a while and see how that works. And then you're gonna try again, right? So that's just an example to go off of, just off the cuff there. But really thinking about what is this problem I'm trying to solve? What is this challenge that I wanna overcome? What is this goal do I want to achieve? And how do I think I might get there? Not definitely get there, I might get there. Now I'm gonna try it out, see how it goes, make tweaks, try again. The beauty of this approach, and it's really a mindset, is that there is no judgment. When the experiment doesn't go well, you don't beat yourself up for it. You go, huh, that's interesting. I wonder what I could do differently. And then you try again. So you don't get down on yourself. I'm not saying that you won't. Your brain is going to kick in and do and say shitty things. But you can step back away from that, or I should say, and you can step away from that and say, ho, 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 hold on now, brain. I'm not doing that anymore. I'm not doing that anymore. That's that's old me. Now I now run experiments. So I'm just going to try something and see how this goes. And I'm going to see what I learned from that. And I'm going to try again. So it's all an experiment. I want you to play around with that one. All right. Number four, start with what you've got. I have a client who is starting a new education consulting practice. And there are really massive tools and apps and programs out there that you can invest in to try to run the types of things that she ultimately wants to run. And right now it's really a matter of of starting a beta program to see, you know, test out her curriculum, figure out how she wants to move people through this content, you know, all of that kind of, see how many people she can actually support And so they were asking me or she was asking me about this program called Kajabi, which is actually a tool that I use. I love it, but I I pay a lot of money for it and it does a lot of things for me. But she actually already has everything she needs to do those things right now. So when she was asking if she should invest in that right now, in the long term, Absolutely, if she decides that this business is what she really wants to do, she it's gonna be really helpful for her to have this tool, Kajabi, that does all of these things. But right now, while she is very much still in experiment scientist mode, right? She can use the website she currently has. She can use the email list management tool that she currently has. She can use Google Drive for storing videos and documents for the folks that are going through her programs and classes. She can use Zoom to meet with people. All of those things are things that she currently has. So when you are starting something new, when you're wanting to figure out how to have technology support you in a a different way or in a better way, I really encourage people to ask yourself what is essential to get started and how can I use what I currently have so that you can get clarity on what you actually need. So start with what you've got. All right, number five, last one I'm going to cover is give yourself what you need. I try to say this one as often as possible. And I actually say it a lot to my Gisters. So my Gisters are the members of my GIST community, which stands for Get Your Shit Together. It is my productivity coaching community. Uh, We're awesome. We're amazing. I love this community. I love serving them. And one of the ways that I serve them is to make sure they're keeping top of mind what it is they need. Here's, here's what I mean. So my purpose statement is to foster understanding and acceptance of ourselves and others so that we can come together to make the world a better place. My purpose statement used to say just foster understanding, right? I didn't say foster understanding and acceptance, I said foster understanding. But at some point, I realized that that was not enough Saying um, foster understanding is just like saying foster awareness. And while awareness is the start of a journey, awareness can open the door just like willingness can. It isn't enough. It's just the start. You have to be able to move from awareness to acceptance of who you are and what you need. And the ultimate way to do that is to actually give yourself what you need. So when my wife and I first started dating, she did everything on her phone, Uh, everything, 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 everything on her phone. And then her work started changing a little bit. She went from uh, teaching massage at a school to then working for a large training organization. And actually before that, working for a a spa and helping a spa get up and running and, uh, and all the work that it took to do that. And at that point I said, you know, I think, I think you need a screen and a keyboard. I think you need a laptop. She had an old laptop that just didn't work, so she never used it. So she just finally decided to buy a laptop and was like, oh my gosh, this is so much better. Fast forward a little bit, and then she is working for a training organization, traveling all around the country and using a laptop still because that's, you know, what they gave her to work with. Uh, But then she was like, well, I need more than just this laptop monitor. I need a second monitor, right? So now she's got a second monitor to help her, right? Now, fast forward through a pandemic, a career change, she's now a general contractor running major projects. She now has three monitors and two computers. <laughs> she has a computer that is a, a PC for all the design programs that she runs, That the programs that she really loves to use uh, that can only be used on a PC. So she has a monitor for that. And then she has a Mac because she likes that UI for the rest of the work that she does and has two monitors for that. I could not be more pleased that she invested in all of that technology to give herself what she needed. So giving yourself what you need could be as simple as an extra monitor. It could be as simple as making a request about a boundary. It can be asking somebody for feedback or praise. It doesn't matter what it is. But I would encourage you to figure out what is it that you need. And as soon as you know what you need in a situation, find a way to get that for yourself. Okay, so those are the five things that I say to my clients all of the time. So I want to know for you, which one of these five things that I say will you play around with this week? Is it get it out of your head? Say more. It's all an experiment. Start with what you've got or give yourself what you need. I want you to tell me all about it. Go find the weekly shift post on Instagram or Facebook, and I am at the productivity shift. So go find that weekly shift post and comment on there to let me know which of these five things you're going to play around with this week. And if you're not sure where to start your productivity journey, head on over to elisenriquez.com forward slash problem to sign up for what's your problem workshop. So this is actually a live interactive workshop where I will help you figure out what kind of overwhelm you're facing and what to do next. Again, that's com forward slash problem to sign up. Okay, that is all for this week. I'll be back with you again next week. Until then, keep making progress on what matters most. Thank you for listening to The Productivity Shift. If you're ready to work with a group of badass women in business to get your shit together and choose how to spend your time, then the GIST community could be the perfect place for you. I'll be opening up enrollment again soon. So head on over to eliseenriquez.com forward slash GIST. That's eliseenriquez.com forward slash G-Y-S-T to learn more about the GIST community and to submit your application to join us. Hey, everybody, you did it. You made it to the credits section of this podcast. <laughs> the Productivity Shift is lovingly created by me, Elise Enriquez, and it would not make it out into the world on time every week without the support of Rachel Sonia. She is our producer and makes sure that everything happens on time and gets delivered beautifully to your ears every single week.